Hello, good morning. Welcome to Positive Vibes Connects. <laughs> so today I Israel Hepworth. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It's eight o'clock here in LA and it's nice to just start my day by talking off with someone as positive as you. So thanks for having me. No, no, I appreciate the feedback, man. I know that we've been connecting on a, uh, for a bit, not only on Anchor, but on Instagram as well. Um, I appreciate what you're doing as well. It's all about this uh, positivity, and that's why I was looking forward to this, uh, this call with you because I know it's all going to be all about goodness and happiness and just, you know, maybe tips and what we're doing and so on. So you're based out of L.A. Have you always lived in L.A.? or? No, so I'll give a brief summary of sure. my life story. I was born and raised in a small town in southern Utah. After high school, I studied to be a massage therapist and then worked on a cruise ship for a few years. While working on a cruise ship, I met a girl, that whole thing. She moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. and that happened like in 2007. And I've been in L.A. since 2007. And then, just, and, how, and how do you like how do you like LA compared to I guess Utah? Is it, I'm assuming it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Um, first of all, where I grew up, it was cold. Like it actually has seasons, right? Yeah. Spring, summer, fall, winter. And in LA, it's sunny a majority of the time. I would say ninety percent of the time, it's sunny, nice, comfortable weather. Um, I've already acclimated to living here. Like if it gets below 70 degrees, mm-hmm. um, it's uncomfortable, if you will. I have to put on like a sweater mm-hmm. and a jacket. And then I see my brother and my family in Utah, like it's below 50 and they're wearing like t-shirts and shorts. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> That is crazy. No, that's my one of my goals. Like, um, because I live here in Toronto, and of course we have all the seasons here. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of the cold. Like I'll deal with the cold. I'll deal with the snow. The one thing I don't like is ice. Ice on the floor, especially. Ooh, just walking, yeah. I just, that's one of the worst for sure. So I. So I would have uh, to say I love yeah. it here in LA, and just the the culture that's here. It's very similar to Toronto. I've been to Toronto a few times. Uh, there's sure. such a mixture of culture that, of any given week, you can experience culture from Europe or culture from Asia or just culture from the U.S. So it's a nice place to be. And because of the sunny weather, people tend to be a little bit more laid back. So for sure. And I think it's pretty cool. Like you traveled a little bit. I've been around like a few places, not L.A., but I've been to like New York here in Canada. I've been to like Vancouver and then abroad a bit. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's nice to visit these different cities and just experience the different vibe because the New York vibe downtown and Toronto, it's similar, but at the same time, it's different. It's really weird like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's like, similar to what you've seen as well. Yeah. Um, for people that have not been to LA, it's quite different from New York and London because it's not so compact. Like mm-hmm. LA is spread out over a pretty big, like, square mileage so downtown LA is like a good hour drive on the freeway away from the beach so Mm. and then you can sort of experience all different types of vibes like downtown LA is more like New York and I imagine Toronto whereas Santa Monica where I live is more the beach vibe like 
And the, let's get that helps us get into the uh, the conversation a bit as well. Moving forward, is that so? I've been checking out, of course, your content on uh, Instagram. Appreciate your vibe online as well. Yeah, is um, you know when I see that right the videos and I love it. You know, whenever I see someone by the beach, I get a little bit jealous. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but again, but I see your videos, so um, I don't want to explain it because I think you're going to be the best to explain it. Um, why not let everyone? Well, you know, well maybe we could get out. You choose, right? Because there's two things. One, I want to get into what you're doing right now. And maybe secondly, a little bit about your story. Like, I don't know if you want to get too much into hardships. Um, so I'll leave it to you. Like, do you want to tell a little bit about your story? Just maybe like growing up a little bit and where you are now? Or did you just want to get into first uh, what you're up to right now? I'll leave it to you. Yeah, I, I'll share a bit about myself. Um, as I mentioned, I grew up in Utah. Uh, medium-sized family for Utah standards. I have four siblings, so two brothers, two sisters. And because it was such a small town, we did grow up relatively poor. So through my 20s, I had that chip on my shoulder of like overcoming poverty and not liking to be wanting, you know, like it was to the point mm -hmm. where we were poor enough where you ate ramen noodles and like mac and cheese majority of the week. Yes. And as when I try and tune into my younger self, looking around and seeing other people have things that we didn't have, it like solicited frustration and anger in me. So I think I was pretty angry as a teenager and probably even into my early twenties. And it wasn't until I got into like yoga and meditation that I started to like peel away those layers and like just really understanding that what was leading to my frustration and anger was I didn't understand why we were poor but now my adult self can look at my parents and be like wow they were struggling and it wasn't mm -hmm. until I got into yoga and meditation to where I was able to steal my own emotions and just look at it from a higher perspective and then have empathy and give my parents forgiveness because they just did the best they could. And that took away a lot of the fuel that fed the anger, right? And then sure. that sort of motivated me to dive deeper into developing my own meditation practice and affirmation practice where you actually can influence your own mindset, whether it's good or bad. So I chose to like influence my mindset with positive things with uplifting things with motivation motivating things and i would also attribute some of that success to overcoming that to tony robbins i was exposed to his work when i was younger as well uh, mm -hmm. i think it was the i still remember i don't know if you how old you are now but um i still remember sorry to cut you off but just to have that topic about tony robbins is when he used to be have inf almost like an infomercial yep. type of thing. When that was, was me. Kid. Yeah, that was you. So I still remember, and not to say I regret, but I'm like, what if I really like paid attention, right, at that time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he, he was a genius. Like, imagine how, like, maybe that time was expensive, but he was on at late night, right? Yep. Like, I remember maybe at midnight or after and uh, before the cable went off, right? And there was nothing on. But, yeah. Uh, no, but I wanted to put that in there. But yeah, go on. For sure. Yeah, I purchased... <laughs> forget the name of the course but it was like where you got like 20 dvds right and you like or cds i can't quite remember but yeah and i 
I have had the sentiment, like you just mentioned, of like, oh, if I could have implemented it all back then, how different would my life be? But then when I try and tune into it, I realize that those key lessons, they've just been marinating and like growing underneath the surface throughout the years. And every now and then they pop up and like they help me through a moment. So I try not and, and I, to reminisce on like, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's more like, oh, no, like it all comes in its time. And I think I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people need to hear that part of it. And that's a big part. And that's why I feel like we connected, like you and me especially, mm-hmm. um, in a way because I could just see your path, right? Whatever you're going to get into soon, what you're going to talk about, what you're doing right now. Like like I said, like, you know, I've been doing this for five years, right? You've been on your path. Yeah. Like you explained maybe a little bit less, but still you're on this journey. And that's what I've learned that every single thing, when you look back, like you said, it, since maybe when you were a kid, right? And how you were. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I used to have a temper. Probably in my family, I had the worst temper there was, right? Over nothing. Pretty much. But yeah, I agree with you. Every single thing and um, that I've been through, I'm so appreciative of because you just appreciate so much more. Um, and the biggest thing is just you really realize it, in my opinion, when you stay consistent. Because before the five years, I wasn't consistent, right, with certain things. Mm-hmm. But once you stay consistent, that's when I think it really hits you. And I think that's a part that a lot of people um, are working towards, uh, I guess, figuring out uh, that whole concept, right, that you just brought up. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to piggyback off that and weave in sort of my content that you spoke to on Instagram. Um, For those that have not seen it yet, I'm doing a 365-day challenge where I make a positivity video every single day for a whole year. And to keep the story short, it was a combination of a guy named Nicholas Megalis. And sorry and, to interrupt. Uh, can you just repeat that sentence? Because I didn't hear you. So I want to make okay. sure it comes off the channel because it yeah. just cut off. So this is one more time, the 365. Yeah. So I started a 365-day challenge where I make a positivity video every single day for a whole year. And the inspiration came from... A video I saw with Gary Vaynerchuk and Nicholas Megalis where Gary V challenged Nicholas to write a song every single day for a whole year and post it to Instagram. And then that combined with another video I saw of Gary's where he was like talking about making positivity louder. Somewhere in my consciousness, those two pieces crystallized and I was like, oh, I can do a 365 day challenge where I talk about positivity. And initially part of it was like oh it's just a cool thing and like oh i'm gonna like get the word out about myself but now after doing over 270 of them what i've gotten from it is consistency as you mentioned because i do it every single day and the habit of being positive because there's been days throughout these months where i frankly just didn't feel like being positive i'm like no today sucks nothing's working out blah, 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 blah. But then I'm like, oh, I have to find something to be positive because I got to do my positivity video. And just that um, pressure, if you will, to do that video, like made me jump out of that negativity and do the positivity. And then after the video, I'm like, oh, wow, like I feel so much better. It's not Mm -hmm. that those things went away, but I'm not like caught up in the turmoil of the negativity. So I'm able to see it from a better point of view and be like, okay, that was not nice, but let's make something of it as opposed to like, that's not nice and I'm going to get upset, I'm going to get sad, I'm going to get depressed. 
So and you're right on because that's what I talk about. And you're doing it, I guess, is focusing on the good. Yeah. And we talked about it like when we were messaging back and forth that, um, you know, I think I called in or it was about the uh, social media for both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. is that reminder because i'm addicted to it and i'm i could just hear it from you and seeing it of course but you are as well because it, it is a sort of uh, accountability right that's the word i was yeah. looking for that you're holding yourself accountable and that's helping and the same thing with me which like i said i feel like we connect in many ways that it's that accountability that hey like i feel weird and i'm thinking that you probably maybe feel that now that you just feel weird like hey i didn't post or i didn't make my video yeah like um like something's missing. And like you said, if you are feeling those negative thoughts, let's say, or you're feeling down, depressed, sad, whatever it is, when you do that, it's like, how could you be, then you're just being fake for, to a point, right? If you're going to mm-hmm. go and make that video, go back to your regular thoughts, then, you know, there's no point there. But, but a hundred percent, like I can relate. And, and, and again, I always bring it up. And that's why I love anchor, let's say platform is that, hearing the voice and there's so many different wonderful people around this world right mm-hmm. that you can listen to it's not like they're only talking about positivity it's yeah. just the vibe and how they're talking and how they're engaging with one another right and i think the more um the anchor family listens to each other the more they're gonna it's gonna they, they could pick up tips of what can help them because that's what i try to do i try to look at maybe your content and so many others and you just pick up on tips and tricks right to use in your own content yeah, and to sort of add on that, I was listening to, um, I want if I remember correctly, um, Seeking Plum, she was, made a segment, and she was talking about empathy and, like, the need to be right, and then towards the end of that segment, there was a portion where she, like, was expressing her thoughts out loud, and she's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that's how I was thinking. Oh, wow, I didn't. I remember, I remember that. One, yeah. And for me that sort of invoked a light bulb in my head of I love bearing witness, whether it's like seeing it visually, hearing it auditorily, or being in a space where it's happening of somebody getting a light bulb turned on. Like watching somebody have their aha moment is amazing. And something like Anchor allows me, you, all these other people to bear witness to those moments happening because they come serendipitously, like they just unflow. And it, for me, it was just so awesome, like seeing that happen. And it allows me to experience that light bulb as well. No, and I agree. And to, and to continue, like, I remember that call and I felt good. Like I felt good for her, right? Yeah. And then also the, um, the episode, like not even Anchor, just all the social media feeds. To have that history there, that and it happens because I talked about Gary V, as you may know that. I oh yeah, Gary yesterday. Um, is that, you know, Gary V has talked about it that he wishes, like, you know, before when he was younger, that he had videotaped everything, right, or he had a history. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel that he talks about it so much that we all have that picture of how he used to be when he used to be younger. Yeah. Um, and I said I said it yesterday, and I see it in myself, and everybody can look at their uh, their situation is that he's just getting started, which is weird. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that. I've seen that change in his content. Mm-hmm. Um, he's putting it out, how he's speaking, like a little bit, a little bit different now. And I, I just feel like it's amazing that he's been doing this for so long in such a change. And then I look at myself, for example, I can see the same thing. So I put a video like on my social media feeds, uh, which I made like a month or two months ago about 
about my history. And me even making it and looking at that, I'm like, wow. Like, the ch- you could literally look at, see the changes when I look back of when this happened and then when this next step happened. And I'm assuming, of course, for everybody, like your content for a whole year compared to maybe your first, let's say, day to now, there's probably a big difference, I'm imagining. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like most things, like as we get older, we don't really notice the changes so much day to day. But if we haven't seen a friend for, say, a year or five years, they're the ones that like notice the shift. So for me, in the beginning days of the positivity challenge, I noticed I was doing more acting, right? I was like putting on a front. And then I wasn't aware of the moment, but one of the people that sort of watched the positivity videos every day, they're like, they pointed it out. There was like, they were like, there was this moment, I don't know which video it was, but where there was like a shift in your eye, a shift in the way you spoke to where that's when I knew it was for real. Mm. And I tried to tune into what that was. And I think the catalyst was like, I stopped acting because I started getting more comfortable on camera. I was able to um, articulate my voice in a more concise way. And that's when I was able to be more authentic. Because those first few weeks of videos, I would do like maybe five to 10 takes. Whereas now I can do it all in one take without deleting. So, And I think that goes hand in hand with uh, self-awareness because that's what I learned. So Gary Vee talks about it and people ask him, like, how do you get self-awareness? And he doesn't have the answer. But in my viewpoint, what I've learned personally is it's just by trial and error, right? Like no one could give you a straight answer of how to figure out self-awareness, even though like I bring up patience, consistency, and accountability. Mm-hmm. Those are a few. There's so many other words. Um, people are like, for example, people in the world, this, this world is what? Billions of people, right? Yeah. So there's different experiences, different uh, how we were raised, right? Yeah. Um, like there's so many different personalities. So um, so whatever you explain, that's where I feel like it is. We just need to try and we need to figure it out as long as we're making an honest effort, right? Because yeah. uh, that's another thing I say, like patience, consistency, accountability. If you're being consistent, but you're, what are you being consistent on, right? Yeah, so all exactly. those factors play in. And then the other point I want to add was um, um, being authentic because I had a call, I forgot who it was, I made a call into them and it was intriguing. It was just a question generally about, how do we know if someone is authentic? And what I say is that everybody's going to have opinions, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is like how you brought up is that we as individuals have to know that we are being authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest thing because we can't really, again, um, focus on others of how they perceive us, whether they think we're real or fake. That overall doesn't really matter. Now it might help, right? Because of yeah. course, friend, family, they might point it out saying, hey, um, I don't think you should do it this way because it doesn't feel real. And I love those type of friends, right? Because they're straight yeah. to you and they're helping you. They're not just criticizing you saying, hey, just stop what you're doing, right? And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so a few yeah, things. Um, one thing about authenticity, if, I don't know if you've heard of it or maybe give some value to the listeners. Brene Brown, her work on vulnerability and shame really has helped me cultivate my own authenticity because for myself at least in those moments when I'm 
putting on a front or not being authentic, if I'm really honest with myself, it's because I'm scared of being vulnerable. I'm I'm fearful of the shame that I might feel. So each time I like tune into those feelings, I try and them and then like, okay, just push through this, be vulnerable. And if person A, B or C doesn't like it, that's okay. As long as I was able to put my true self forward. And I've noticed, you've mentioned Gary Vee a lot. I think why he does so well, and it's just my opinion, is that he's really, really in tune with his feelings. And especially when you watch his body language, he's like, I feel it here, or I feel it here. I think like, it cut out again. So there was okay. probably like 10 seconds, whatever you just said. I never heard it at all. No. Okay, so I'll just rephrase it. What has helped me with authenticity is Brene Brown's body of work mm -hmm. around vulnerability and shame. Mm -hmm. And in those moments when I am being inauthentic, it's usually because I'm scared of being vulnerable with an individual or I'm experiencing shame at that time. So I'm still in the process of figuring that out. And then you've spoken about Gary V a lot and I've observed with him, he's really in tune with his emotions. And I even watch his body language. Like, he's like, I feel it here. And he touches, like, his chest or his stomach. So he really allows his feelings to sort of, or at least in my opinion, he allows his feelings to really guide his decisions and allows, guides him to be empathetic with individuals. And I'm glad you shared the last part. And um, because what I spoke about yesterday as well about Gary B he embraces a lot. So I, I think you will remember there was a point where he was talking about he didn't see himself as a motivational person or speaker, oh, yeah. right? He didn't see it. But like he says, he goes where the attention is. He did not, he's not fake. So he embraced it. He realized mm -hmm. that he, he can't change millions of people, let's say, or thousands of people's mindset, right? If they see him a certain way, what can he do? So all he did was he still you know, true to himself. It's not like he faked all of a sudden and now he came motivated. He was already, he just embraced it and now he's presenting it, right, in a different way. And I think that goes with your last point that you just said, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then I, think, I, I wanted to talk about self-awareness because I too yeah. have observed him saying like, be self-aware, but I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, one thing for me is meditation has allowed me to develop the ability to be self-aware because meditation allows you to steal your own, the waves of your mind. Like if you imagine the metaphor of your mind being the ocean, if it's crashing and there's waves everywhere, it's hard to see through the ocean and see the floor. But if your mind's calm, you can see through the ocean floor and see what's on the bottom. And that's where you discover what's authentic to you. So if people are trying to cultivate self-awareness i think developing any type of meditation practice would be a good experiment to try to see if that helps you cultivate your self-awareness and that was well said like how you said it and another thing you just said lastly is try because my thing i talk about meditation like occasionally like over the last whatever years but to be honest i haven't really done it and then so 
my thing out to there to, to everyone is that we hear so many things, right? Like myself, you mm-hmm. probably have different tips, Gary B. There's so many. Tony Robbins. One of the first I listened to was uh well, once I started getting into it again was uh Les Brown. But um okay. but personally what I wanted to say was what did I want to say? Ah, oh, my train of thought. So many thoughts in my head right now for sure. But if you're we'll, okay, we'll come back to uh, it. So I have a question for you. Yes. Um why haven't you started a meditation practice? Um, what is well? Let me reframe the question. What is it about a meditation practice that has stopped you from doing it? To be honest, I just don't think I've given an honest effort to give myself time. So I do talk about it, right? Like even if it's, and so what I would say is this: I don't take, I think, like a certain amount of time. Like I don't say, "Hey, now I'm gonna take like five minutes," for example, right? I talk mm-hmm. about at times, even if we take a few seconds or a few minutes, just to yeah. maybe sit, maybe like with quietness, for example. So I guess that is a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me overall, whenever I talk about anything or whatever I see, um, I, I just, I don't want to say it's extra work to think that what if I do want to do it for 10, 15 minutes, because there's so much else on my plate. But it is to right. a point excuse, right? 100%. Uh, but what I want to add is that, and this is where I was going with that point, is that there's so many different things we can do. Meditation, I know, is 100%. I hear it all the time, right? Yeah. Um, so many other factors, working on maybe a positive mindset, like by listening to audio, reading, whatever it could be. What I would mm-hmm. say is people to try it. So I'll be honest, I didn't really honestly maybe give a good effort, like what I say about sitting down, like maybe giving 10, 15, 20 minutes to it, instead of maybe a few seconds, a few minutes, um, maybe a different type of form of meditation because I haven't really, um, I guess, educated myself on it. Um, but 100%, I don't think, I think it is more of an excuse to be open with you. But again, yeah. I, I don't think I sit here and overthink it though. I'm saying, oh, why aren't I meditating? But it is a good reminder. I hear it from you and I hear it from others. And I think those are times that I'll take a few seconds, a few minutes sometimes, like one or two even, just to really enjoy the moment that I'm in. Right. And just to really think about those positive uh, thoughts. Yeah. Nice. Um, And I didn't mean to like put you on and discourage you. I just noticed that meditation and I'll use Tim Ferriss's language. It's the lead domino to many other things. So a lot of people express that I don't have time to do meditation. And to that, I would say if you did invest just five minutes, it doesn't even need to be 20. If you invest time in it, five minutes to like cultivate a meditation practice it's the lead domino meaning if you hit that domino so many other things will fall into place easily and then Mm -hmm. the next part is that tim ferris also speaks about a lot of people set goals for themselves that just end in failure and in discouragement so he sort of encourages people to set goals that you can feel like you accomplish something so instead of like I'm going to go to the gym for 45 minutes every single day, considering that I've never been to the gym for the last year. He's like, no, make the goal that you're going to wake up and just go to the gym for five minutes. Do that. Get some wins, get some oxytocin, some serotonin, and then eventually that will build into the 45 minutes at the gym. But if you try and go out of the gate with 45 minutes of meditation, inevitably you won't do it because it'll be such a struggle but if you can do like two minutes five minutes eventually a year out two years out you'll be able to do it for 20 minutes 
And that and that's amazing because I think that's throughout life as well, right? Like for example, mm-hmm. like we talked about when we were younger and where we are now, it's yeah. the exact same thing. You actually have to build up to it. Like I give the example, like like for babies. Like yeah. babies don't walk right away. Even the ones that do, what do they do? They they stand up, they fall. They stand up, they fall, right? And then they keep yeah. going. So I love that example and um of what you just said. And that's where I think meditation, like what I talk about is positive mindset. And that's why, of course, meditation is working on that, right? Um, yes, that, exactly. You know, positive mindset. And that's where I think everything starts from. Um, but 100%, I feel like, you know, I've been hearing about it a lot. I know I talk about it. Just to give it a little bit more time, because I, I think overall for myself, and I think maybe others can relate as well, I just don't pay attention or maybe give it too much time, where I should honestly give it a try. Maybe, you know, I'll get even more uh, zend out if that's the right word to say right for sure yeah um and i really like the analogy of the lead domino like if you hit that domino so many other things will just come much easier like for me it's easier to be in a positive mindset because i use meditation to prune my garden my internal garden because inevitably weeds grow in any garden inevitably negativity grows within your consciousness and I use meditation to, of course, nurture the flowers, nurture the good things, the positive things. But I also use meditation to, like, pick out the weeds so that they don't get deep roots. They don't grow and sort of spread their seeds. So it's a combination of cultivating positivity and sort of uprooting any negativity that's trying to grab hold in my consciousness so that it doesn't fester so and then, that, and then that was well said, 100%. yeah no and um so one other question i want to ask with this journey that you're on right is mm-hmm. so what what type of things have you been doing i guess or like with this whole like uh, you said over about 270 right days already um what type of things have you been i guess putting out there or the content in relation to this journey that you're on so the Biggest portion of the content is just my positivity videos that I post on Instagram and then share to Facebook. And then I weave in quotes and very it varies week to week. Sometimes I just make the quote up myself or I mm-hmm. pull quotes from other people and I make it into like a graphic and put it on Instagram. And then I just take photos and try and put like my thoughts on that photo. And in regards to like what I'm working on, I'm still sort of just doing it because it feels good to do it. I'm not like, I'm doing this positivity challenge to eventually start this business or to eventually get this reward. It's more just, I'm doing it to be doing it. And it's not necessarily in conjunction with the positivity challenge, but what I'm doing for work is I'm attending university to get my business degree and working to build a consulting agency. Wonderful. So they don't necessarily go together and getting here on anchor was sort of an evolution of the positivity challenge. Cause it's like, okay, I'm doing these one minute videos on Instagram, but I feel I have a lot more to say about the topic of that day. So I was like, oh, I can do that in podcast form. And then I asked around and I got a laundry list of things like, oh, you need this mic, you need this, you need this, you need this. I'm like, really? 
And then I found Anchor and it's like, I don't need any of that. All I need is my cell phone and five minutes and I can make a podcast. <laughs> so um, again, like, you know, ever since we connected and just hearing more about you now, like, I, I just feel like, you know, I could connect with you, right? Maybe a lot yeah. more possibly with others that I connected with. Just because, like, I hear everything you say, like how you're making your content, the, the pictures, and then making your own maybe codes and things of that nature. Um, mm. But I, I know that I'm going to have fun, not only yourself, just watching these different, um, the, the social media family, I would call them, not just Anchor. Uh, just seeing yeah. them on their different journeys, right? And like you talked about, um, I forgot the name again of the uh, when they seeking plum. There you go, right? At that moment, just so many people are on that, I guess, journey of trying to figure it out, and um, just waiting for maybe their content or what they have to say. I should say a year from now, right? Would be amazing. Even ourselves, right? Like what I would yeah. have to say in yourself. Um, it's just simply amazing. So also with the anchor then platform, how did you? How did you hear about it then? Because I know, who was it? Eileen, right? I know today uh, she had a question, right? Um, about just asking generally how people heard and got onto Anchor. So how did you generally hear about Anchor.fm? It was through watching Gary V. Um, it was during his Ask Gary V show. Somebody like called in and asking advice. And he's like, oh, yeah, we use Anchor, and I didn't know what it was, so I just jumped on there, and I looked at it, and I was like, huh, let me check this out, and I took his advice, as he says, like, just try an app out, create an account, experiment with it, and then see what comes of it, and from day one, because I had spent so many days doing the positivity videos, I sort of already had the framework of how to speak into the mic and how to articulate my thoughts, so from day one, I sort of structured it with a podcast in mind. And then once I found out that Anchor like exports it into a podcast over to iTunes and Google Play, I was like, oh, my God, this is the place. Like, why wouldn't I do this? <laughs> and I, I talked to many people and myself, like, that's exactly it. A lot of us, like me, I wouldn't say I try to look for, like, you know, lazy ways, but I try to look for easy ways. Like, even when efficient. I make content. Efficient I, ways. Efficient way. There you go. That's the word, right? Um, I try to, I do everything on my phone. I don't even, like, I'm the type of person I don't want to sit just in front of my computer. If anything, I use the computer for the YouTube sounds or beats or oh, yeah. audio and so on. But I do everything like editing. And to be honest, this was just wonderful. Just like you said, just to be able to pick up your phone, record it, submit it, and that's it, right? And like you said, it's on those other platforms. Because I have thought about, you know, making the content on other platforms like podcasts, but you're right. There's fees and then there's different, you know, we would have had to educate ourselves a little bit more, which is not exactly. a bad thing. Eventually, I think for people that were interested, they would have got there, but this just made it so much easier for anybody. And now that Gary V talks about it, and of course he's on here, he doesn't really generally post on Anchor, I know. Um, but again, because he's brought it up, everyone that is not on this platform, that's why I feel they're just going to be, just like you were and myself and everybody intrigued to at least try it. Right. Like you said. Yeah. And sort of on that note, um, because I, I don't know if we're still early on anchor cause I, I haven't looked into when it started, but I feel we're like the earlier generations. And if we can sort of pave the way and set the tone and set the culture with like the positivity, I think it will make the platform so much sweeter to be on. And other people have mentioned, like, people being 
jerks on the app. I have actually not had any bad call-ins. I haven't had any negative experiences. And if I do have them, I'm going to try and empathize with the person and be like, hey, man, why'd you say that? Like, what's going on? Like, why do you feel that way? No, but, I've experienced the exact same thing, like no negativity so far. But what yeah. I, I have talked to others about it is that what I love and what I think others, maybe whether they're under, they see it or not, is that we do, to a point, have control on the other platforms. But over here, I just feel like the negativity, it's harder to consume, right? Um, because, for example, the control we have, right? We have control on the comments yeah. we put on. We have control on those call-ins, who we want to respond to, who we don't want to respond to, right? Um, and does someone really want on this type of platform where they're not seeing comment after comment that's negativity to be that one that, you know, is that person, right, saying something? So Yeah, and I, I just realized, like, it could be it's harder to, like, give voice to a negative comment, like, hey, person, you're this person horrible thing like it's harder to speak that as opposed to typing it so that could be another reason why there's less of it and and and, but with that point because same thing like even if it's a friend family it's hard sometimes right to tell that Mm -hmm. person even in a good way but something constructive right Mm -hmm. because you want them to take the wrong way because sometimes it happens automatically i know what's happening oh yeah me personally maybe i take it the wrong way and vice versa and sometimes me for example um, I say don't judge a book by its cover because I wear the mask. The yeah. comments I get in a good way, but they're like, oh, I don't judge. But And then I respond and I'm like, I'm glad to hear that, you know, just in a positive manner. But it's just like, no matter what it is, sometimes we feel that urge, I guess, just to respond, thinking that it's directed to us, even if it's not, right? Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And th- before I lose the thought, I want to go back to like, how I got to anchor and sort of the pros or the opportunity cost, I guess you should say, because other people have asked me like, why are you using anchor? Like, what does it cost? And I'm like, Oh, it's free. But then I realized the only expense me and you and other individuals have to pay if we upload it to via podcast is that we allow the anchor ad at the end. And I'm like, if that's all I have to quote unquote pay to have, a free platform to help me put the podcast together and help me distribute the podcast. That's so much better than trying to like create an audio file, upload it to iTunes, upload it to Google play, and then get it approved and blah, 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 blah. If that's all I have to pay is a little ad at the end of my podcast and the little logo on my picture. I'm cool with that. Like, And I think why anchored it well that, it's pretty much a station because I, I'm the same way. So when I make my pictures, for example, I don't like like whatever apps I'm using, right? For the mm-hmm. or something. But I think people are okay with this because it's anchor.fm. So it's pretty yeah. much like it's a station. That's how it's yeah. seen and as long as you, uh, I guess, put it out there as that, right? Yeah. And I love the, uh, the transcript, the five minutes or less. Oh, uh, yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> Amazing picture when I when I when it popped up like in the first or second day I was like wow like that is simply amazing that's why sometimes now I'm trying to maybe um, you know talk a little bit slower just to make it easier on myself right that it can yeah 
words. So I don't have to do too much editing because yesterday I did one for myself and then one of the Gary V's I did on my as well. Right. Which Mm -hmm. yesterday was just amazing. And that's where trial and error comes in that you just need to try. Yesterday I just tried that. It just made sense for me to do that Gary V day. And now so Mm -hmm. many different ideas are coming to my mind. Right. Nice. But I'm I'm just loving like you know your vibe and every like you've already experienced it right in a short period of time October mm-hmm. 30th when I started I'm not sure what day maybe you started exactly but it's um it's just simply amazing the whole vibe and the culture and I'll be honest I thought about it in the past that can there ever be like a area or a platform just with like goodness just positivity nothing right and I'll be honest what I've come across so far this is one of the closest right that I've seen yeah. at that's all I've experienced is goodness and happiness and just, just the overall a good vibe. It's good, man. And uh, one last thing I guess I'll talk about, and then maybe we could wrap it up from there. Is yep. We're talking about, you know, of course, in between, we talked about it a bit. And I've talked about it in the past is that we talk about, you know, positivity and positive mindset and all of this, right? At the same time, we understand that there's those not so good times, right? As we talked about. Um, you yeah. know, whether it's sad one day, whether it's all day, whether it's for a couple of days, you're whatever happened, maybe a hard, um, a tough situation. I feel like one of the toughest situations, uh, thankfully, I don't, I, I haven't experienced that where you lose a loved one because, you know, that to me is one of the toughest. Um, so I always talk about how pretty much it's what we focus on, of course, but embracing the, not only the good, but the not so good. So what are your thoughts? Because I feel like when those tough times comes, um, which they will, like whether it's today, it's not like it's not going to come again, right, down the road. So I always have the thoughts of embracing the not so good, and it's just going to help as long as you're working on a positive mindset. So do you have any little thoughts about, like, you know, still dealing with the not so good times, I guess? Yeah. Um, So... What I've noticed from cultivating a positive mindset, sorry about that, is it allows me to sort of make it through those tough times less ruffled, right? Mm -hmm. Like instead of experiencing a tough time and it takes me a week to overcome it or a month or a year, it reduces that recovery time. Because we still take the hit, like we're humans. And... Mm -hmm. You mentioned a family member dying over the summer. My father died at age 55. And Sorry to hear about that. I remember doing a positivity video at the church, at the funeral hall, and like just giving voice and articulating like the sadness that I felt and still realizing that that moment was like a revelation in that you need to savor the moments you need to speak your truth all the time because life could end right so in that moment of like being at my father's funeral trying to like be supportive of my mom what allowed me to like have a anchor or have a like a grounding element was developing that positive mindset so that I didn't spin off into regret. I didn't spin off into resentment or any other negative emotion. I was still able to feel the sadness and the, the loss without spinning out. So I think 
experiencing positivity and a positive mindset doesn't mean that you ignore the negativity in the world. Far from it. I think it allows you to make it through those negative moments or hard moments or sad moments with so much more fortitude. Makes sense. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me, man. Sorry for your loss there. But, um, yeah. but I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, I want to put it out there that everybody, if they're not, um, you know, to check out your station at least and make that decision for themselves, just to look out their content and maybe they could get a few tips or just really connect with you. Um, but I really appreciate this, man. We need to do this again. Um, I was looking forward to this, and I think we covered a lot of, you know, again, just about um, that positive mindset, I think, is the, the whole theme of this whole thing that we talked about today, for sure. Um, for sure. Anything you want to finish off with, I guess? No, just thank you so much for having me. Um, as I mentioned, through our behind-the-scenes calls, this is my – I did one with Nick yesterday, but this is the first one where I was able to really get a feel for it. And I appreciate you leading the way and just no being worries. a good example. And other than that, if people want, they can favorite my station and head over to Instagram. They can just search for it for my name and they'll find me on all the platforms. There we go. So everyone, check out Osro Hepworth. Uh, you can connect with me or him if you want more information. This was Positive Vibes Connects. Hope you guys enjoyed um, this, and I'm looking forward to continuing Positive Vibes Connects in the future as well. Take care. Ciao.